And we are officially on back we're with back. the guests. We're on the, we're on the Zoomy guests. We got uh, two of the heaviest hitters of uh, the band Atlas from Melbourne or Gippsland, as we've been. We just found out. Not quite Melbourne City, but they're down in that in that coastal area from Gippsland. We've That's got it. Nick and Nathan from uh, uh, from Atlas Boys. Thanks for joining. Is it Atlas? Right? Is that right? Is the A just upside down? Are we fucking. Yes, that is absolutely right. <laughs> yes. I've Because you don't like, want to pronounce the V, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, most people be like Atlas or, or something <laughs> like weird, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure they're just doing the doing the metalcore. Yeah, that's down. it, the upside down. Uh, yeah. Uh, but we'll get to that. We want to we want to dive into that a little bit more. But look, thank you guys for for jumping on. We've been trying to uh, track these down for a little while so that we could um, so we could make this pod happen. Obviously, we just love hearing the, the stories about that. Uh, so, yeah, thank you so much for jumping on, boys. No worries, man. It's good to be here. Yeah, thank you for having us. Not a problem. Now, you guys have been pretty busy, um, but look, let's uh, let's start before we get to, to all the amazing stuff that's been going on with Atlas and the EP and the, and the touring. Um, tell us about whoever wants to jump in first and, and tell us a little bit about where your musical journey started. Was it a triangle in year eight in the back of the room and you just realised, nah, I reckon I'll, there's more to this? Than <laughs> or was it like, hot cross bun on the recorder? Was it hot cross bun on the recorder? Because <laughs> that's where it was for me, baby. <laughs> Uh, yeah, whoever wants to chime in first, where did it all start for you musically? Yeah, yeah. you can get that, oh, Okay, you, he, <laughs> always you chucks, he always chucks me in first for these ones. Ah, <laughs> um, oh, geez, I don't know. It's musically, like, I'm not very musically talented, let's, in the traditional sense. Yeah. Um, I've always loved music uh, ever since I can remember. Like, I remember when i was real young um i had the offsprings americana on uh cassette and i was like six maybe and i just oh fuck yeah i flogged the shit out of that for years um love that album um yeah just like sort of uh through my parents sort of thing that took me to a couple of concerts like i went to like see Nickelback which was like pretty crazy for me yeah. I'm always like this is like the heaviest thing I've ever fucking seen yeah 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 um, Nickelback wait Nickelback have actually gotten heavier again man yeah no, Nickelback yeah. have gotten like, fucking heavy getting genty with some of their riffs. yeah yeah, yeah. Zero and one at the uh, Nickelback has some mad riffs yeah um then from there sort of thing like as I hit high school I sort of you know made a few friends uh, that were into like sort of metal and stuff and I just yeah would uh, get on LimeWire and you know chuck in certain bands and they'd come up with other stuff and like all that stuff and try and find it through there good old LimeWire yep it's what? a classic. With, with then you every uh, every now and then you download a virus and it's like just Bill uh, Clinton yeah. going, I did not have sexual relations with that girl. <laughs> I definitely ruined my family computer a couple of times uh, doing that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, from there, like, sort of, you know, uh, Bulls My Valentine, like, yeah. Sevenfold, Atreyu, I went and saw that concert when I was, like, 13, 
Yeah, me too, bro. Me yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was mad. Try you, try you Avenge Bullet for my Valentine. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was a fucking screamer. Yeah. Um, then from there, uh, you know, like I was really into Kill Switch Engage. Um, fucking loved Kill Switch Engage. I saw. I remember seeing like their live DVD, and I just couldn't believe that someone could like scream and sing so yeah. well like Howard did like i was just like this is mad this is like what i want to do yeah um yeah and then from there just got, got heavier and heavier and you know like parkway drive and all that sort of stuff yeah and suicide silence um sweat fest obviously i don't know if you guys went to sweat fest but um yeah that was mad like really eye-opening one because that was just like real heavy yeah man yeah uh because that was like the first time the Acacia Strain come, came yeah. and um, my friend got knocked out in like the first song. In oh. the, and like, I was just like trying to drag him out of the pit and I just like got straight back in there. Yeah, it was just like, yeah, that was that was a mad time. Um, Fuck yeah. Yeah, and from there I just always wanted to be in a band and stuff and sort of didn't really have any musical talent sort of thing, but I uh, figured out I could sort of sing and definitely wanted to learn how to scream or teach myself how to scream and sort of through trial and error and you know uh stuff i've sort of come to where i am today <laughs> I've been so, so how long have you been like screaming for now you'd say i've uh 16 years maybe i tried when i, I, I yeah. started learning when i was like 14. Yeah, so I'm almost 30 now. dividends, my man, because you've got a fucking hell of a Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. I made it Thanks. very highly, so it's definitely the, the years are paying off. I, like, now can, like, do... When I, like, there was a point only a couple of years ago where, like, it just hurt me to even, like, try to scream along. Like, yeah. I just couldn't do it. And I've gotten to a point now where I feel like I can do some sounds. Yeah, okay, okay. Every now and then I'll be hell happy with myself. Yeah. I was brutal. That sounds fucking tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like before it would like, and I'm like, I'm even like feeling myself like slowly be able to get better at like doing it. Yeah. So it's just, it's a crazy thing like to, when people kind of say like, it's just a nothing skill or whatever. Oh yeah, there's so much to it. Yeah, man. And then you... Have you ever seen that uh, Jared Dines video where he just goes around yes. asking the people at the show to do, do their best metal scream? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you can tell straight away people, then when someone does a good one and then he'll go, oh, yeah, how long have you been screaming for? And they'll be like, yeah, yeah. 12 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. I have no and, idea how much talent is. And then, and then the thing is, is like you get, you actually finally get up on stage and the emotion of being on stage, then like instantly technique just goes out the door. Yeah. Like, and you got to like kind of learn to control it because then you'll fucking step off stage and you have no voice. Yeah. yeah. Dude, like, sometimes even nowadays, I, I've been screaming for so long, I, I'll get caught up in the moment and just go way too fucking hard and like just ruin myself. Yeah. So it does take a lot of fucking practice. Yeah. Yeah, man. And once you push it too far, man, like it's, yeah, it's so hard to be able to then keep going and whatever. Like I know, that's the thing. I mean, look at how many singers we've lost. Because mm. they just pushed it, you know, too far and yeah. just weren't able ever able to feel good about the control or whatever again after they just pushed it too hard on a tour. That's happened so often. So, yeah, yeah, it's just way more 
intricate than what people possibly imagine then so yeah say you're a you know you're not really a talented that's bullshit yeah has it has it always just been screaming or have you dipped your your hand into the old uh the classical can you play hot cross buns on the recorder (laughs) (laughs) i would not be able to play hot cross. (laughs) what about what about just singing then just normal singing uh yeah i have I i feel like i have a nice singing voice i've never really done anything with it really yeah it's been more into the screaming sort of thing but you know as you know uh I'm, I, I think i might want to try some of it in this future atlas stuff but you know Borthy obviously yeah Borthy does a lot of the cleans and stuff too but just to bring a little bit more diversity sort of thing yeah yeah um but we'll see yeah um but yeah i i, I can't play any musical instrument as any of the boys will be able to <laughs> Tell you. <laughs> I have witnesses. <laughs> well, uh, thanks so much, man. That's a pretty good uh, breakdown of your history. We'll, we'll we'll throw it over to the to the man behind the skins. Um, take it away. Maybe just change. It. All right. So if we're talking about my drumming side, uh, it goes back to like when I was oh, at least ten to twelve years old. A family member had like a, it's like an old dirty drum kit in the garage. And when we used to go there, I used to like muck around and just like used to make noise and whatever else. I had no idea what I was doing. And then a few years later, that's when Guitar Hero World Tour came out and they introduced like the drum kit. Oh, so and, you went hard on that one, did you? Yeah, I went I went hard on that. Yeah, I reckon mom and dad must have bought me like four or five replacements because wow. I just was playing it every day. No and shit. Then, and then I gave him one day and dad was like, I'm sick of buying a new um drum kit for guitar hero because it's going to be going in months so here's an actual drum kit now oh and that's a big step for a parent yeah, man because ab- that would have gone from zero db to 115 real quick yeah. <laughs> he, just, he just turns around and looks at me and goes you owe me big time now <laughs> <laughs> so yeah he couldn't get me off it and then you know mucked around for a few years and then finally went and got lessons and got into like musical theory and stuff like that so that was definitely a big change from you know learning by ear and just basically the feel of it's actually reading sheet music yeah and then in terms of like music itself um i didn't really get into it till i was at least you know 15 16 in high school um like not until i met like fitzy one of our guitarists um he was the one that really got me into heavy music like that's when he introduced me to like bullet um lamb of god Meshuggah, like all those sort of stuff. I'm just like, like when I heard Meshuggah for the first time, I was like, what is this? Yeah, bro. I'm like, this is, this is intense. Yeah. And then after that, like, you know, that's when we, I really got into it when we were going to like Soundwave festivals and yeah. whatever. So like big heavy acts were coming through. Like, we're like, we got to go, we got to go. And that's when like, I discovered like North Lane for the first time and yeah, get to see Prom Queen yeah. and Viart and, yeah, just some really cool bands. And I always was like, really wanted to do that. I'm like, I want to be on that stage and, you know, be playing music like this. Like, this is like, sick. Yeah. Seeing like the crowd get into it and just like the emotion in the room and stuff like that. I'm like, that's what I want to be a part of. So, like, we were jamming a bit, like me and Fitzy and like a few other mates, but could never make anything happen. Like, basically, where we are, there's no like music scene doesn't exist. Yeah, so, I could imagine, man, yeah. It's tough. Like, we, like, I think where we are is, like, a, probably 10,000 people living where we are. 
Yeah. So um, any like heavy bands that were here have left and they've gone to Melbourne, like Ocean Sleeper and Mirrors and all that. Like we went to high school with those guys. And, okay. Yeah. Um, so wow. So tell about there though in those. Yeah. In, yeah. in the in the sticks, mate. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fucking yeah, hell. Yeah. Bush the boys. Yeah. Shit. But, um, do you reckon that could partially be because you didn't have as much to do? So like you know, if you lived in the CBD of Melbourne, you there would be so much to fucking do. Whereas like if, when yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but do you reckon it could be because you're like, all right, it's Friday night, boys. Let's just get the fucking kit out. Let's fucking write a jam. Because yeah. I know it's it's a little bit like that here in Adelaide. I mean, we basically live in like the the heart of Adelaide, so it's so like there's still like a million plus people here. But it's like, you know. Uh, it's not like you know where you'd expect Sydney or or Melbourne, where it would be like there's always an event that you could go to. Yeah, for sure, for sure. We get stars here a fair bit. Yeah, and did for a lot of it, especially our teenage years. And yeah, as well. Like so, I think that's why we do have a bit of a, a cool like music thing. And that was one of the only things well, that yeah. we did used to be able to go to. Yeah, when you were young, was shows like all ages shows were like the the, the big thing to do. So I think that's why a lot of people got into music. It's probably not happening as much these days because it's all gone away. But, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's part of kind of why you guys are probably going, man. We need something to kill time. Absolutely, yeah. Because otherwise, we're just sitting around doing nothing. Yeah. yeah. And and like, look, there was there was a scene at one point, but by the time I was getting towards 16, 17, and eighteen, where I was actually able to go out to those things, it had died off. Yeah. So like when like freezer events came and stuff like that, that's when like people would get their only chance to see like a heavy band play. And so people used to turn up for that. But since now, like getting to go to Melbourne and stuff like that, it's like so much better. Yeah. Like in the what five years now we've been a band. Um, this year is like the first time we've actually could play a home show in Charalgan. Oh, wow. Okay. After five years, you've only just been able to put on a show. Yeah, because there was just no venues for it. There's only yeah. recently a venue started to put on shows and, like, just draw lines have been jumping on it and booking shows there now. Oh, cool. Oh, that's good, man. Yeah, that's so what you want to hear. Better late than never, I guess, in that regard. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, now, are there any bands of any note before Atlas for both of you? Because we forgot to, to cover that. Or is this, the, is this the first big project? Uh, well, for me, it is the first big project. Like we did like mucking around like stuff in the parents' garage and like jamming and attempted to write, had no idea what I was doing, but attempted to write. Yeah. But yeah, like Atlas would definitely be like the first serious project that I've been in hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Is that the same uh, for you as well? No, I been a couple before, um, I was in uh, like quite a few like garage bands when I was younger, like nothing serious. But then when I was about 18, 19, uh, I was in a band called Hands of Hope, which horrible band name. <laughs> hands, uh, were a, hands were a thing for a while. They were. It was like everyone. It was like Hand of Mercy, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hands like houses. Hands like houses. Yeah, yeah. Hands like houses <laughs> all that sort of stuff. Like it was really like that sort of like melodic hardcore sort of era. Yeah, um, man. Yeah. Where, like, Saviour were, were massive and blowing up and all that sort of stuff. And everyone wanted to be Saviour. We wanted to be Saviour. Yeah. Um, so I was in that band from 2012 to 2015, late 2015. Okay. Yeah. So that, that, that band stuck around for a while then? Yeah, we were around for a while. We did some pretty cool things. Yeah, uh, dope. We supported some pretty big international bands and stuff in that time. Um which was pretty cool. Um, 
really like that gave me my start, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of I met a lot of cool people throughout band as well. Um, in a local scene, and like I played a few people, notable people in the in the local scene played in that band. So okay, interesting. Um, yeah, like I played with Scotty Scotty from Alpha Wolf. That was one of his first bands. Oh no, shit! That's cool, man. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So just the name drop. <laughs> so so, ha- so have, have have you guys um, actually played a show with uh, Alpha Wolf now as Atlas? Uh, no, no, we have not yet. Interesting. Uh, interesting. I got this then. I went both nights. They, they ended up putting on two shows here. And I was like, fuck, I hadn't been to a show since Unified 2020. 2020. Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> I already bought tickets before it sold out on the first night. And they added a second night. And I was just like, bang, I'm going for yeah, it. Exactly. It was so good. I've never done that before. I've never done the whole, like, you know, band two nights in a row. I wish I did it for Parkway's 10 year anniversary. Yeah, that was, was a like, fucking slammer. Fucking yeah. Slammer. The first, um, the only time I've ever done that, I did it with. Um, it was Ghost Inside. Uh, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, it was before their accident and all that, I, because I haven't been here, obviously, since. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think it was the one they played with Architects, maybe, or Amity. I can't remember. But, like, I we went to the two shows in Melbourne, and then we flew over to Adelaide. And, um, no shit. Me and my partner at the Fucking time. hell, you did a third. Yeah, yeah, we did a third. Shit. That's what that what year was that, then, if they played with Architects? Because I remember seeing them with uh, Devil Wears Prada and... Um, You're talking about the Parkway one. Parkway, Devil Wears Prada. Ghost Inside. Lines, Ghost Inside. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. might have been Amity. I'm not sure, actually. Yeah, that's sure. that would have been a sick show, though. Yeah, I, I know Barrett and Verona were on it. I just can't remember who fucking headlined. Um... That but feeling yeah. of knowing you get to do it over again, that was, there's nothing <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Dude, the whole it was time the best. I was just like, soak it in, but you get to do it all over again. Like, it was just so cool. But then the next night came around, I was like, fuck! Like, you just, then I knew it had an end, it had an end time, but um, it was still yeah. good. Yeah, we normally we normally save questions for the end, but I need to sting one out right right now. Um, do you guys have, like, an iconic gig that you just, if I've mentioned, I say, what's the best gig you've seen? Do you have one that just sticks out into your head right now, like? Oh, fuck. I, I'd have to. I, yeah, they do. Yeah, I'd have to say Sweatfest. Yeah, um, yeah, okay. Yeah. Just because that was the first heavy, like, and they, they were massive. They, they, all those bands became massive. Yeah. Like, you know, con- Confession opened. It was like when they were first starting out. Yeah. Um, they only had their first EP out. And then there was like the Acacia Strain, A Day to Remember. Wow, no Suicide shit. Silence and then Parkway, like you that's know. a fucking huge show. And I think I was like seventeen. Yeah. So. Or else like I was sixteen. I was actually sixteen. So like it was just yeah, that one for me is always gonna be the best one I've ever seen, I think. Yeah. I remember being into like a day to remember and like Parkway and that and someone showed me Suicide Silence and I was just like, Oh, this isn't for me. Like there was a point in my life. Oh really? Like, oh, this is a bit too heavy. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I heard... It's an acquired taste after a while. Now I'm like, yeah, yeah give me the most fucking brutal. But I still like all my... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I now can enjoy the entire range. But, but Yeah, I, I guess it's like, a little bit like that. I remember when, like, the first kind of proper, like, you know, experience I had with it was Whore to a Chainsaw. Oh, yeah. And I, and I, and I was like, oh, this is this is a bit fierce. Yeah. But then after I was, like, I was kind of sinking in a little bit, I was just like, Rato a Chainsaw. Yeah. You know, like, it's well, fucking... My, my ex was, like, full into, like, waking the cadaver. Oh, and yeah, okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah. So like yes. that was my intro into it, and so I think that kind of turned me off it. 
because that's so far. Yeah. Just yeah. say, waking a cadaver. What an intro. Yeah. Oh no, man. <laughs> Fuck. Just unbelievable. So I was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm good with my um with my clean choruses in homesick. There, there's there's one that. thing about waking the cadaver that I'll always remember. Um, the one song "Chase Through the Woods" by a rapist. Yeah. Shredded oh, weed. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the shredded weed. The shredded <laughs> weed. Yes. <laughs> And the and the snare that sounded like a bag of popcorn. Yeah. Boop, boop, boop. yeah, dude. My first ever band wanted to be pretty much Waking the Cadaver. Like, yeah, yeah. When I was like fourteen, we were called we were called Twelve um, Gauge Facelift. <laughs> um, yeah, we we cover all that sort of shit. You know, jump for a cowboy, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now you go back and listen to it. I'm like, I don't know. It's just different. Cause it is I've different. So much like shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is kind of cool. But like at the time, I was just like throwing holy water on the. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it was just a different time. Um, what about so- you, Clavs? What about for your concert? Yeah, Jeez. They're like, is a tight, like tight. And one of them would be is when I saw um, Miss Sugar and Lamb of God at Festival Hall. Like, it's a big difference from hearing, like, that sort of band on record and then actually seeing it live. Yeah. And just being like, God damn, like, their drummer's just playing all of this stuff effortlessly. Like, just no sweat at all. But probably the other one that'd be tied with that, I'd say, would be when I saw... It was, like, an old theatre that's closed down now. It doesn't exist anymore. But it was um, North Lane, Prom Queen, and Vada's Murder. And oh wow like that era of north lane was when they just released like dispossession as well so it was like no right, right at the start and yeah i just remember again like we were a couple of rows from the front and the venue owner was given the whole spiel like i don't want to see crowds and blah 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 or get shut down like we're not taking anything like that <laughs> and i was like why would that happen anyway like i had no idea what's i had no idea what was in for me i think it was not long like probably my second or third show and yeah. next minute, North Lane starts playing, and the seven mates I had with me, I look back, and they're just all gone. They've just been, like, <laughs> sucked into the pit, just disappeared. I'm like, oh, I guess I'm my own now. Fuck yeah, that's epic. Um, that's epic. That would have been such a sick show. Yeah. Oh, is it, dude. Is it, Nick, is it Nick the drummer from North Lane as well? Is that his name? Yeah. 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 He's amazing. Yeah. He's a drummer. We, we used to play a game. Guess the snare. Yeah, Guess yeah. the snare with uh, Quantum Flux, and, like, even my mates that are drumming, like, it's yeah. just so off time. Yeah, you just like, fuck, you know, I've heard, I've heard a polyrhythm, but I haven't heard of that fucking, you know? Yeah, like, no, it's so, like, crazy. It's just, and he's just insanely talented. Do you know who else, like, another drummer that I really respect? Matt Griner from uh, August Burns Red. Yeah, dude. He's mechanical, band's, that man. That whole band's musical talent is fucking through. Yeah. Yeah, fucking Have you ever um, listened to a band called uh, Carbomb? Carbomb, I've heard of them, yeah. but I've never listened to them. I can't remember the drummer's name, but like, dude, if you're listen to a crazy drummer, listen to Carbomb. Like, that guy yeah? insane. Yeah. I reckon someone else has mentioned them on a pod before. Yeah. I reckon someone has brought them up in the in the guest room because that's yeah, we're gonna have to change. We're, we're gonna we're gonna have to suss it out. Yeah. I reckon it might have been my mate from uh, Swordfish Trombone. Oh yeah. He's talking about cool bow. I reckon he might. Yeah, have yeah, cool. He's a drummer as well. So yeah. It must just be a drummer thing, yeah. Oh, yeah, just be prepared, dude. It's intense. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I yeah. I was like, whoa, all right, here we go. Hey, we've already talked about waking the cadaver, right? So yeah, like, so you yeah. can't get <laughs> yeah. Really yeah. Um, have you guys done Unify before? We mentioned it's down there, you know, at the bottom, it's a little bit closer to, well, it's kind of the same distance from both of you, but have you done the festival before? We haven't. No. no. It's oh, definitely dude. a bucket list thing. We hope yeah, no doubt. that opportunity for sure. Well, you, 
You got we're from fucking Adelaide, and you've done it four times. I've done it three times, dude. It is. I don't know if we'll ever be the same with you know COVID I've, shit. I've been. Been, so. we, we just haven't played. Oh, no, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I would know if you guys were on the bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we may like just uh, go no, go I to the. Have you guys uh, had had been to the festival? Yeah, I've been to everyone except for the last one. I didn't go. Yeah, to yeah, yeah How same. fucking good is it, dude? Yeah, yeah, it's a vibe. I hope that it stays around. Yeah, even that we didn't get to go to it because like shit was so hectic. But the one that they had in Ballarat last year, then uh, oh, night and day festival. Yeah, that looked amazing. Oh, I wish I went to that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't go to that one because we had a show like the next week, and I didn't want to get COVID. Yeah, that's fair enough, man. Yeah. 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 That's the thing, man. Like the whole, I mean, that one obviously was not a camping one. You had to come in and out, but the unified thing of just like, yeah. Again, every time I've been there, I don't think I've seen one fight. I think we've talked about this no, before. no. Never at a festival has there been like bring your own alcohol, like camping, just absolutely like I've seen more people on ketamine and things. Yeah, jousting, the shoulder jousting. Yeah. Yes, and I've just never seen anyone like arc up at anyone else. It's just so like full of love. It's yeah. Like, like, the mm. atmosphere and that, and it's like the weather is fucking miserable. It's January. Yeah. There's a hundred kilometer wind shutting down a whole day <laughs> yeah. of dance, and still no one's agitated. No one cares. No one has a fucking gazebo anymore. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, yeah. yeah. Waterlogged, and they're still smiling. Like, yeah, it's, just, it's fucking incredible, man. You can't like. But that's said, also the that's also the talking about, but like people who not been to it, like you just you you couldn't describe the actual feeling that you get being at that festival if they've never actually been there and felt it before and I. Oh, yeah, okay. we would be due an announcement soon if they were going to be. Yeah, one, one for next year. year. So. We would be actually. Yeah, um, it's not going to happen. <laughs> you, don't, you don't. You don't reckon? Yeah, I just because like it would have been announced by now, wouldn't it? Or you like, would think so. Yeah, they would have said something like every other year. I've already. I think I would have already had tickets. So yeah, true. Yeah, August, like it, August, it would be around already, this time. Yeah, dropped half the lineup. And yeah, done tickets. So yeah, that's yeah. disappointing. So I think this year killed them. Oh yeah. They struggled yeah. after the cancellation of the year yeah. before, and then the lineup unfortunately just yeah. COVID just destroyed a lot of things. To be honest, yeah. it did, man. And then night and day as well kind of probably fucked him a bit also because yeah. night and day put on a fucking a, an absolute huge lineup. Yeah. So a lot of people went, oh fuck. I'll and just go to night and day. Fifteen days apart or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? You know. It, yeah. It's uh, so I hope that it isn't the end of them because it is truly something special and it's our own yeah. metal camping exactly and, and no doubt for you guys it is something that you want to actually be able to play like yeah. you know okay. what i mean I'd absolutely yeah it'd be it'd be absolutely amazing to play a festival like that have you done a festival at all no no no, no all so gigs so so let's 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 dig a bit bit yeah, deeper into atlas. atlas let's yeah. let, let's really talk about it so when when did the band actually start when 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 did atlas first form so Atlas formed in late 2017, about November, I believe, 2017. Yep. Okay. Well, that's when we like added announced that we were a band, but like we had we had been mucking around for about oh, probably five to six months prior before announcing. Yep. Like this was oh, back when oh no one knows, but this was back when like Atlas was originally going to have two scrapers. Okay. And a clean vocalist. Yeah. So that's. This is going like way, way back. And I didn't even know that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we keep that, that on the line. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. Well, it just, we tried it and like it seemed all right at the time, but then actually trying to track two screamers and a clean 
vocals was just impossible trying yeah, to like okay. make it blend nicely without yeah. it being like forced. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so when you first started, then what was the original kind of sound you were going for? Is it still kind of what you're putting out today, or have or were you kind of going, all right, we want to try and target something? Was oh. there like a at the at the time when we started, like originally, like we we'd just gotten together and we honestly had no idea what we wanted. Like we were sort of just like, we liked, all right, let's bunch up and write stuff. But because at the time we had so many different tastes of music, it was really hard to try and like narrow down exactly what we wanted to do. Yeah. So we like at the time, I think we were listening to like a lot of like, you know, architects and, you know, Polaris and stuff like that. So that's what the sort of music we were writing at the time because we could write it. But then as like time progressed on, um eventually our taste changed like uh, i know a few of the boys have now like listening to a lot more like hardcore sort of music and i'm yep. listening to a lot more heavier stuff too now and it, obviously i mean it reflects in the record now like yeah most definitely i was gonna say because the um when, when we did our one of our more recent um react videos and we reacted to cold blood and I was like, yeah, this is definitely, definitely has a bit of more of like a deathcore-y kind of yeah. feel to it. And then so does Comethazine, which is my favourite song by you guys. Oh, that, like, I want to well, get to that breakdown. <laughs> I like, you know those, like, do you remember where you were when I, like, remember... Yeah, I, you sent it to me, bro. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Away. I, like, I was sitting at my computer when it first dropped. And, like, I, like, listened to the full song maybe three times. And then the breakdown maybe... 10 like i was literally just like and my missus is like what are you doing and i'm like come here and listen to this fucking thing right now is this not the fucking best breakdown yeah. She's like, it's the talking that gets me actually yeah like yeah. Who, who does the talking who, who's who's the one talking in the in the uh, breakdown that's matt, that's matt. okay yeah yeah because it's just creepy bro like it's and just it's the the china yeah 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 it's the china it's the single chinese <laughs> followed by the like quad fucking Chinese, whatever. I don't know musical theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is just, oh, just fucking hugeness, man. Absolutely. And it's reflected in like, that song's like pretty popular for you guys now as well, isn't it? Like it's kind of blown the fuck up. That song, yeah, blew up. When, yeah, I always thought that song was going to blow up as soon as I heard it. Had a feeling about it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's because that breakdown's so unique. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, nice. I was always curious on how people were going to react to it because it is very unexpected. And, and, like, I always listen to the EP from, like, front to back over and over again. And that song would always come on. I'm like, geez, I can't wait to see how people are going to react to this. And it's yeah. Really, really bad. Yeah, it's the, because there's just this, like, this eerie emptiness that feels like it goes on for, like, 30 seconds before the... Like, it's just that, that you've been able to capture this, like this awe that happens for like what feels like an eternity before the next chug and it happens 10 times before the end of the breakdown. And I think that that's just so hard to do because empty breakdowns have been done before. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? We've all heard the like, all right, yeah, there's a, the black tongue. There's, you know, 30 seconds before you hear the next note, but it doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel take the pissy if that makes sense right like it doesn't feel like you were trying to purposely go yeah this thing where it was like yeah look how stupid this is it it feels like it's meant to be there exactly and yeah like taken on this was there was there a part of this ep where you were sitting there and you were writing it and you were like you know what i think this is this this is the one that is, is going to be special for this for this most most recent release 
Or have you felt that way about everything you've done? I mean, like, I had, like, particular songs when I first started, but then as, like, it kept going and going on, like, my thoughts kept changing all the time. So, like, I think for me now where I'm at after, like, the EP's release, I think the ones that would probably stand out most for me would be would be yeah, Kamethazine, um, Kodo Kushi, and probably Synthetic Heaven would be. I mean, Synthetic Heaven has a special place in my heart anyway. But yeah, um, yeah I think that those three are definitely would be the ones for me right now. But who's to say in a couple of weeks it could completely change and then I'll yeah. like I'll or something like that. So it's, it's so, hard so, to say. So dig into Synthetic Heaven because you said that it's a, it's a little bit it's a special one for you. What do, what do you mean by that? Uh, so that song um, it just talks about. Um, my grandfather who had passed away suddenly. Yeah. Um, so it talks about like how, um, cause at the time, uh, I was working away a lot. Um, I would basically get up at four o'clock in the morning and would be back, you know, four o'clock on the Saturday I could work in New South Wales or wherever else. Yeah. And trying to do that and also balance band life. So basically you get home and you've got two days to catch up for what you've missed on during the whole week. And yeah. like, so that it's just talking about me. I come home from a gig on a Sunday night and I was meant to catch up with him. And I said to him, I'm sorry, I've got to get up really early. I'll see you when I get back. And unfortunately he died the next day. Wow. And yeah. so it just talks about like the regret that I have for not making that, making the time to see him when I should have, like he wasn't ill or anything. He just, just suddenly died in his sleep. And unfortunately yeah. I didn't get to say goodbye. That's crazy, man. It, it, and and like and then when now that you can kind of release that in in music and that I understand why you would be like that's got a that's got a special kind of meaning to me because it would be like because because something so tragic like that really makes you sit and reflect, going like fuck, life's so short, man, and mm. it could it could happen anytime. So yeah, it makes complete sense why a song like that would be so powerful to you as well. Yeah, the way that. Clavs has written that song as well makes it like very relatable for I think most people like yeah um like I know when we were recording the music video that was like a real heavy day like I, I know most of us cried that day yeah um you know we were still thinking about you know people that we've lost that it applies to um yeah it's, it's a really hard-hitting like hits close to home sort of yeah song. 100% man and it's like that and like we just said it's that emotional release and like I think people listening to that they get that they get that from that song 100% yeah we had uh, Scott Midland from uh, Amicia on last week the, the episode hasn't come out yet but uh, he uh, was talking about you know we asked him at the end because we we have a massive focus on on mental health on this podcast and you know, we sort of said to him, like, uh, he was talking about battling through depression and, and things like that. And we said, what's been the best thing for you? And he said, screaming, like, you know, singing and whatever mm. like, has been. Is that something that you also agree with? And even, I guess, just music in general, um, is that something that is cathartic for you guys to, to have that outlet and, and that creative outlet and be able to put those words into a song that you then get to immortalise forever? Um, is that something that helped you getting through something that was really hard, obviously, with the passing of, of your grandfather and, and for yourself personally as well, just in your own um, journey, uh, Nathan, that you've got that outlet? For me, like, I... I've always sort of used like music and like screaming, I think, as an outlet. Um, you know, it's almost like, you know, hitting the gym and just like letting it all out sort of thing. 
uh, for me, it's definitely screaming, um, getting, you know, whether it be just practicing or just getting up with a band or whatever. Um, and that really hit close to home for me when, like, the lockdowns and stuff hit for COVID. Mm. I was going, what the fuck? I, like, I'm so sad, like, and, I, and I'm so angry and, like, everything is building up and I don't have that release anymore. Yeah. So, obviously, like, be, me being in Melbourne and the rest of the boys being in Gippsland, like, we sort of got, we had a few months when I joined that we could jam regularly and stuff and then all of a sudden it was just gone and I was just, yeah. I was, like, so, I was missing it so much. Like No <laughs> doubt, bro. Yeah. yeah. And, like, it, um, and I was going, what the fuck am I, like, missing so much in my life right now and it was it was just performing music yeah just like screaming and letting that out in that way it's a really good yeah as you said cathartic yeah is that same for you nick 100 percent. like music is definitely a massive outlet for me like um if i'm going through things or if i've had a bad day or whatever like i'll be on my phone and on my notes like writing lyrics like reflect on how i'm feeling like that like I could scroll through my notes for days and there'd be so many songs on there that just, and that's how I've always been when it comes to my writing, like on this record and in the past, um, like I've always come from a very personal place, whether it's things that I've been through or I've seen or, you know, stuff like that. But I like to write it in a way that, yes, it is coming from my um, experience, but I'm still going to write it that you guys are going to relate to at the same time as well. Yeah. Perfect. And, and that's just how we've always been, like, with our writing, whether it was this record or the record before, like, every song that you're hearing is a personal story or, you know, there's something, there's there's a lot of meaning behind it. Yeah, man. And that's cool because writing it that way kind of then leaves the door open for the listener to then apply their own situation to it as well. For sure. I've had a lot of people reach out to me and said to them how how this song's affected them and... Like, especially when, like, Synthetic came out, like, there was so many messages of people going, like, um, I can't believe how much this hits home and how much I'm relating to this. And I think a big thing, too, is especially just coming through COVID as well, not being able to go outside and spend time with loved ones or friends mm. and family and stuff like that. I think that was another big thing that just really related to people. So, yeah, it's crazy what um, what music can do for people. Oh, definitely, man. And this, like, we've said this a million times. So sorry for our for our listeners, but this podcast was born out of out of us being in lockdowns. Like yeah. We, um, said we were going to do it and whatever, and I, uh, you know, finished a massive uh, fringe tour with comedy, and then I just had nothing, and I was just feeling really deflated, and went from like the highest high of like I did twenty five shows in in thirty days to complete yeah. lockdown working from home not allowed like only allowed to leave our house for exercise and i was like dude we're gonna do something like yeah because i just had nothing as a as a creative outlet and i didn't realize how much it affected me until i just started feeling that like i need to do something and we were like all right well let's fucking let's get this play. let's do it let's yeah hot off the ground so, yeah because it was um, this, it was the same for me it was like i just started rogues ghost yeah. basically we were like all right let's start this band me and my old housemate we we're like let's do it had a whole bunch of songs kind of like in the in the pipe ready to go and then we just needed to go out there and find other members basically because we both play guitar i sing and we just needed to find a drummer a bass a cct a screamer um and then basically yep that march boom gone there was no shows no like kind of really no way 
way for to go to reach out to someone and be like, hey, come round and jam or anything. So like, yeah, it's it, isn't it crazy how like you go from one minute being able to do so much like perform shows or whatever, and then the next you just left kind of with with nothing, and then we, you, ne- you never know because it could it could happen again. You know, yeah. in two years' time there could be another. Adelaide scene really yeah. hasn't recovered. We don't have any. any yeah, nah. Like the only yeah. thing we get now is when legends like yourselves want to you know and, and other bands put a show together and obviously you're trying to do the tour and you know that you'll have ticket buyers here luckily um but in terms of i mean i don't there's nothing yeah for for a band that's trying to get some stage time in adelaide we have literally nothing and we've got a population of one million so you're talking about you know there's even shows starting to happen in a in a place where there's a population of ten thousand, which again is probably mostly touring bands but still for there to even be enough people keen to come to a show and yet a population of a, te- of a million we can't we're not even doing anything at a grassroots level yeah um mm. it's pretty it's pretty disappointing and you compare that to like what it was like in 2008 with prom queen oh. and all these like more local adelaide bands that we used to go and see yeah, at fowlers yeah, and all that kind of stuff yeah ben or hope and, and carpathian would be here all the time yeah northland were here all the time yeah yeah, yeah hands like houses this massive well you th- we were talking about was we used to have a night called Black Market that was here. Mm. And we had, yeah, like Viard and Hand of Mercy and all of these. Just, bands. yeah, everyone, just anyone, yeah. Coming and playing what was a night that turned into a nightclub. Like it was like bands for the first three hours, then turned into like a, you know, metal. Yeah, like a nightclub, metal yeah. nightclub afterwards. And it was like the most insane thing every Friday night. And there's just not None of that. monthly, bi-monthly, half-yearly fucking show now in Adelaide. So... It's it's really disappointing. Yeah. I'm really glad that at least we're getting like still a, bears coming around. Yeah, sixty-seven and Haraway and that next week, and we we're supposed to have volumes here. Yeah, like four days later. Uh, obviously, you guys were were meant to be or are coming here, and I was meant to be going to that show. So there's still plenty coming through, which is good. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. Just nothing happening at a, at a lower level. So talking about the future of Atlas, then before we before we roll into some questions, what's mm. uh what's on the horizon then? Because I know you've just obviously dropped something. But I'm, I'm, we're, we're always itching for more uh, more forward-looking stuff. Is there anything you can spill? Nothing is really in concrete yet. Like, we have definitely been discussing on what we're going to do, and we've got so many ideas. It's just a matter of actually deciding on what that will be. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, um, I think one thing we can definitely agree on will be probably doing the releasing single by single. Nice. How we, yeah. how we did the last record, I think. For us, anyway, it was very successful and it paid off. Yeah, and I think it's just, it seems to be just a, a much better way to release. Like by the time you've released that first song and then the hype starts dropping, you've already got the next one ready 100%, to go. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And then, it's, then yeah. people go, "Oh man, like this." So much. Yeah, yeah. The way now to just kind of get people. That was the thing. We were lucky that I hadn't heard Cold Blood because we were like. You know, we want to be genuine in our reactions. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Track. I'd listen to everything. <laughs> yeah, else. listen to everything. <laughs> else. Like, All right, cool. I'm gonna not listen to this one until I come to to the studio, so we can uh, so we can do the cold blood reaction. So, uh, but it's definitely the way, man. Like, it, and, it, and again, like we, we were talking about this with um, Ruth Scott from from Amicia. Sometimes as well, you can have only one song from a band that you you've got into, but then you know you times that by however many people have just that one song. 
that's still better overall than what you tr- than having a, a big album drop or whatever and then having five or six songs that just don't even get into people's and sometimes they're the best songs yeah you know there's quite often i've Absolutely. gone back and gone hey i need to listen to this full album i don't, I don't know why i've only got seven of these whatever songs and then i go back and i'm like holy shit i, didn't, <laughs> I was talking about that one with um old souls by yeah um, yeah Matt Suffer. Suffer. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how I just missed yeah. that song off that album. Yeah. And it came, just... on my, came on my TV and I was like, holy fucking shit, this breakdown is amazing. So it's just like in those <laughs> yeah. albums, sometimes songs just get lost. Yeah. The thing is like the the human attention span has been vastly shortened. Yeah. The You know, with these. Yeah. You know, like, exactly. Acts, like um you know tiktok and social media and stuff like no one's like a lot of people aren't just going to sit down and listen all the way through an album over and over again you know sort of thing um and be like oh shit i like this song this song this song like if if someone has just one song in front of them and they have like a few minutes and that song makes an impression then they're more likely to just go back and listen to that same song again yeah whereas you know otherwise it just gets uh, there's so much that would just get lost if you just put out an album these days. That's yeah, exactly, nice. man, exactly. So in terms of the sound for Atlas then, moving forward, are you going to try and stick to what this last album's sound or what, where are you looking to go in terms of that? I have been, like, I've been thinking about a lot myself any, as well, like that particular question. I've been thinking about that a lot. Um, and I definitely want to experiment but like whether i try to figure out how far i go in terms of like experimenting yeah really like i don't, I don't want to go too far in and then next minute i look at the other i turn around and go hang on i've just completely lost like where i started sort exactly, of thing like yeah. Yeah, get to get too carried away so this is definitely a question that's been running through my mind a lot but um I definitely don't want to go any lower in terms of tunes like yeah so what are you guys playing like, at the moment uh, we're in drop F. Drop F, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when we started, we were drop A, and then Sorrow came out, that was drop G, and then this is now drop F. So we're yeah. slowly just getting lower and lower as it goes. Yeah, yeah, I said, yeah. boys, it's a trap. If we go any lower now, then it's just, <laughs> we're going to have to get nine streams. You're looping, <laughs> you're looping back right. Oh, man, I fell for that too. So originally <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote songs in A sharp, right? Yeah. And then I started writing in G sharp, and then I was like, oh, I really love drop F. And now, like the, the the two songs that I've written in the last six months, they're in double drop D sharp. So it's just getting lower and lower. Yeah, and, and that's what happened because we never intended to go that low. Like we were going to stay on drop G. Yeah. And then when we did Sorrow, because that breakdown drop tunes twice. So it goes from G yeah. to F and then double drop D. Yeah. And we really liked the sound of F. And I'm like, well, maybe – Maybe we'll try F, and then we yeah did those couple of songs. I'm like, okay, it's F. Let's, yeah, I fucking love F. F. Yeah, it really like it does, and I think this EP is a testament to it. Like it feels like for us, for me listening, this is the the sound. It's it's like that you guys have been building up to the sound that you've got in this EP, and I wonder mm. if you guys obviously feel the same. But it does for me. Like it kind of feels like we've nailed it and i think the reception to it is probably a testament to that as well is that kind of the feeling that you guys have got as well you're like okay we, we can't we might have found the pocket here for where we all fit very nicely for sure for sure like as i say like sorrow was definitely like the discovery phase like mm-hmm. we put out the first record just to sort of put our name out and then did that single 
as like sort of a stepping stone. And then this record was a much more reflection of what we wanted. Yeah. And, and with like that song coming out in 2019, and then we had some spare time to think about with COVID. So we're like, all right, let's yeah. have a think and put like our influences together. And that's what came out. And I, yeah, that's what we're very happy with now. I think yeah. It's pretty spot on. That's awesome, man. And and Nathan, vocally in terms of things with your screaming and stuff like that, what do you? Where do you plan on moving forward? Um, I don't know really. Like, I, I definitely want to explore um, different possibilities. Um, like you know, I have a wide range. Yeah. Um, especially coming from like a death deathcore sort of backgrounds when I was younger. Um, I want to get a bit silly in some sorts, but I'll push it too far. A bit Will Ramosy, we know, you know how he goes a bit fucking. <laughs> uh, uh, maybe not. Yeah, maybe yeah, not yeah. Will Ramosy, but like. Yeah, I get you. Um, I definitely want to diversify it a little bit. Like I listen because obviously I joined Atlas early last year. Yeah. Early to mid last year. Um. And the whole EP was already sort of uh, recorded and I sort of had to just go in not long after joining and record. And like looking back on it, I'm sort of like, I'm, I'm happy with it still, but like looking back on it, I'm like, I could have been a bit more um, diverse in what I did. Yeah. And I think, and I think being a part of the writing process next time will also help with that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, you know, obviously being more of a part of the writing process like you said um yeah yeah i just want to you know put a bit more me in it i think that's what i want yeah that's awesome that's that's definitely something i'm looking forward to is having your input because obviously yeah when you came in it was already recorded ready to go yeah and and i mean i would have loved to you'd have had some more input but just the timelines didn't really line up and we were already sort of running behind schedule so yeah just a matter of just get in and like get it done yeah yeah and it still turned out amazing so it's like yeah yeah yeah, he killed it. It was like three yeah. days. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Bro. It was lucky as well because, like, yeah, we got in just before like COVID kicked off again, like the lockdowns and all that. Um, I think we got in with Scotty. Fuck, when did we go in? When did I go in to record? You remember? Like around this, was it around this time? I think it was maybe a bit earlier than this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, but, it was. Um, yeah, it was yeah. Because yeah, because then we went and did recorded the Nazareth video in August yeah. and we got to do one day and then we we're supposed to do the next Monday. We we're supposed to do the Monday and then uh, lockdowns like we're straight back in and we only got to do half the music video. Oh, yeah, full on. While we were filming, I was like, I oh, see. Oh, really? So what is a- this how long you've been sitting on the, the EP for before it's released in terms of like knowing basically what everything was going to be? Oh yeah. We've been sitting on it for a long time. Uh, mm. Hey, look, sometimes, you know what I mean? What do they say? You gotta You gotta get the I guess it's all the marketing as well, you gotta get your plan right. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. We had to figure out I uh, was planning six months in you know, six months ahead of like, okay, so we've got this song coming out, filming this video, got these promos coming up, got this merch, like Yeah. Because we were doing merch releases with every single and you know, we were doing a video for nearly every song and such a good idea, bro. Yeah, it's just so much planning. So yeah. we really had to make sure everything was tight knit before we went head first and was ready to go. I didn't want to go in unprepared and forget all these things and then it don't be 
the best release that it could have been. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, no, like... Sorry, yeah. you go. No, you go. Obviously, like, um, they already had this, all this stuff sort of done, like, really early last year, um, slash late 2020... 20? Yeah, 2020? Yeah, 2020. And then, obviously, the old vocalist left. So that sort of put a huge yeah. halt on everything. Yeah. yeah. They've, you know, fucked around and found someone else. You know, so obviously it's a long process. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. man. And for you, like, I mean, this is why we love the pod, too, because to hear that story and to know what you've actually been able to bring to the record... That's that's a pretty fucking big shout out to you and, and your your personal talent, obviously for the band as well, being able to make it all work and, and everything that you've done. But I think, you know, you deserve a, a personal bit of, bit of props there for being able to come in late and mm. still be able to add something. Um, and it stands out, man. Like, it doesn't feel like you haven't, you know... Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's been placed on top no, at all. Yeah. Quite honest, yeah. At the very beginning, I said, you know, you said you don't have much talent or whatever, but I can definitely tell, and, and that uh, that definitely sticks out. So it's the sky's the absolute fucking limit when it comes to what you guys mm. are able to do again. Um, and it's hard. It's that balancing act, man. Like you said, you want to add different things, but you also don't want to stray too far. As we said, with this record feeling like you the the band overall has kind of found its sound and obviously you coming in probably has added to that as well um but then you also don't want to go too far in the other direction and be like oh shit this isn't what just you know kind of took off a bit with our last ep and every band's having that struggle man it's it's a it's a fine line i think there's definitely like i don't know coming into the band from an outsider point of view to being a part of the band there's definitely key elements that make atlas atlas mm. like there is like their balls are all heavy we've all like this is me coming in like balls to all heavy and then they just have that like melodic sort of yeah but they seamless it's seamless like it's your dreamscape that just kind of evolves yeah, we said that in yeah the when the, yeah we did the, the yeah transition from ambient prettiness to absolute get fuckery <laughs> we'll call it. it's just and but again it can get gimmicky. That's like you've got a lot of bands that do that and it works, but it also feels forced or gimmicky mm, or whatever. Yeah. Because it just sounds like the Atlas sound. And that is, I mean, really, it's honestly the best compliment that I can give you guys because it's not just balls to the wall heavy where you're like, okay, when is the change up going to come? And like something's yeah. going to be different. And it's not where it feels like, oh, they've just tried too hard to go stupid heavy to yeah, light. To light, light, yeah, yeah. And, and, um, it's something I've always, like, in my old bands, I always we always tried to achieve but never quite got, like, to the point where Atlas have got it. I think um, we've really, you know, nailed that sort of sound and it's we sort of made it our own. Mm. Yeah. This EP and... Um, I know a lot of people have said that to me as well, which is like definitely something we want to keep and not stray too far from, but we yeah. try and explore that yeah, and push, push it as far as we can go. Of course. Yeah. And that then, was, and, that was, oh no, sorry, you go. No, I was just gonna say, it's just, it's just a testament to the songwriting of all of you, basically. Yeah. 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 All, I, all I was just gonna add on was just saying, yeah, that was definitely a big thing that we wanted to do was have that diversity, not just be, the same over and over again because I didn't want to be become, I suppose, too predictable in a sense, like where yeah. everyone's just going to go, okay, I know this is coming sort of thing. So that was definitely a big thing on the record was keeping that nice 
variety in the blend. So it was just every song was different in its own sense. And it, you know, it could stand out in a way. So it wasn't just like it had its key points where it was like, okay, this song is memorable for this and, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah, man. I mean, that's exactly the, the uh, Kamezapine breakdown. Like, I mean, I, I've heard about every fucking breakdown there is in the book. Mm. And yet that one still stuck out to yeah. me so just insanely. So for you to be able to, you know, I, I think we every fucking drinks we have, we're like dying to show each other breakdown. It's our fucking life. Yeah. So to be able to, and you know, we're not just gassing you up, honestly, I promise that this is, this is genuine to have one that just stood out so much from everything else, but yet still ticked all the boxes of everything that I've loved in, in mm. breakdown ever. That's a huge achievement. Like, you know what I mean? Like that is a song that won't just be, That'll be in my playlist for a fucking long time mm, to come. Mm. And that's um to mainstay my big achievements. So. Yeah. Even when I first heard that song, like like Clav sent me over the whole EP and I was like listening to it and shit. And I was like, the end breakdown came on. And obviously both he already had his vocals in there and stuff. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like <laughs> what the yeah. fuck is that? Like that, yeah. that, that was so not something I expected, you know? Like yeah. Yeah. 100%. It, it definitely stuck with me from that moment. I remember going because originally, I think the boys thought that Kodokushi was going to be like the big main single. Yeah. And, and obviously, like, they'd listen to the EP like over and over again for like, you know, six to eight months or whatever. And I, I came in and I was like, dude, Kamethazine is the big one. Like, yeah. I was saying that to Borthy in the car on the way up one day to practice. I was like, dude, how do you feel that Kamethazine is the main single? Because, like, that is the main single. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, and yeah. Person, you know, and that's what's ended up happening as well. It's And the thing I love is that we'll get messages now from people that listen to the pod, like the amount of people that have, like, heard us talk about music and then we'll message us and be like, all right, I finally started listening. Even, like, Polaris, they'll be like, they've never mm. heard it before. And they're like, holy shit, this band's amazing. So we'll get some messages now where people... Yeah, are they like, go and they're like, fuck that breakdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like 40 minutes of the pod. <laughs> yeah. I went and listened to it. All right, I get it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, see why, I see why you talked about it so much. So. All right, Nick, Nathan, should we get into the questions and should we fire some of these hardcore questions at you or what? Go for it. No, let's go. We do need a little. We need a little. Yeah, a little. A little bell. A little yeah, look, a little triangle. Look at the ding. A little. Uh, let's get a soundboard. A the... soundboard. Well, we did have a soundboard on my old interface. We just never used it, so yeah. I got rid of oh. it. But... All right. So we have a recurring segment called the guestions, where every guest answers a pre. Uh, set of questions that's kind of moved and chopped around a couple of times since yeah we but, forget uh, some of them but but uh question number one for both of you is and it's a toughie we start off with a toughie what is your favorite song of all time <laughs> i, I never never thought you know how to ask that man. i know um, all right, it's blasphemy. So after we say that and get the initial reaction we say you can give us a top three, but then after you give us that top three, we're still going to be like, all right, pick one. Oh, fuck. Clabs has <laughs> gone first because you chucked Oh, God damn it. I mean, you chuck me in the deep so I've been like preparing myself all week, trying to like, okay, I know this question's going to come up. Like, how am I going to answer this? And just still couldn't do it. Still can't um, get it. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to do it three. Um, okay. That's okay. Okay, I'll have to do three. Um, this is so hard. God damn it. Um, right, top three would be one would be set to oh, this is in no order by the way. So, when I yeah, say okay. one, one, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah, 
Search and Fail by Lamb of God would be one. Okay, uh, we haven't had any Lamb of God. No, no. Oh, dude, I I love Lamb of God. Yeah, a classic, bro. Classic. Um. Yeah, Set to Fail by Lamb of God, My Way by Limb Biscuit, and uh, probably uh, Sex Tape by Deftones. Yeah. Hey, are you a wrestling fan? I like that. Did you ever watch wrestling back in the day? I was. Yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah, so I, do, you, yeah. do you know the My Way, like, uh, Stone Cold Rock Yes. Like promo video, yeah. where it's like yeah. the best promo video of all time. <laughs> yes, I do. Dude, I've got goosebumps right now. <laughs> yeah. that promo video, dude. Dude, I'm the biggest. Yeah, wrestling guy. like introduced me into like heaps of the alternate, like Alter Bridge and yeah, um, stuff dude, like that as well. Yeah. Things. Even like the Hardy Boys coming out and they're like, yeah. No, that's a good top three, man. I like it. Yeah, well, I like it. You set the bar high. What do you got for us, Coffee? Oh, fuck. Um, even as we're saying this now, like, there's all these songs going through my head. Um, fuck. I'd have to say... No, I can't. Now I've gone blank. Um, <laughs> some of, I'd say Sadness Will Never End by Bring the Horizon. Oh, I love that song, bro. That album is one of my favourite albums of all time. It yeah, really is. I, was, I was jamming it on Saturday Night, actually, the whole album on the way through. Fuck, uh, yeah. Fucking love that album. Yeah. Um, fuck. Maybe In the End by Linkin Park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only, the only um, riff I can, well, song I can play on piano is the. Really? Is the, <laughs> da, 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 that's all I can play on piano. No oh, shit. And Heaven by DJ Sammy. They're my two <laughs> piano claims to fame. So if you guys need a, a penis, um, you've got oh, you get a big ginger on the stage with you. <laughs> big ginger penis. That's what, that's what you want, bro. That's what you want. I've been doing stand up for like 10 years, so I've got a bit of stage presence about me. So if you need a bit of a big ginger penis, oh, add, add that, make them suffer flair to the, to the back of your band. You can even wear a wig for you if you want. Yeah, extra ginger. Because <laughs> oh, I'm going pretty great, that's why I shave my head now. So I'll put on an actual extra ginger wig. Get the side fan going for you, so it's wisping. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, so that was number two. Uh, that was number two. Did you have three or is this just top I two? I did have three. I was going to say... Um, fuck. I was going to say uh, My Last Serenade by Killswitch Engage. Oh, good song. Oh, yeah, that, that, was, that was one of the first ones I heard from them ever. And also it was like, the fuck, this guy's doing both. Like, mm. you know, how's he... Like, yeah, the way they go from so heavy and stuff to... Yeah, and yeah, his his, his clean singing as well is so like low and powerful, like it, its yeah. own. It's got its own style almost, like. And my last serenade is a very good uh, like testament to his ability as well in that. Um, yeah, in uh, that was just singing. that was just so raw and like, you know, just energetic, and they just wanted to show the fucking world what they have. You know. Yeah. You know. It, you talked I, about Guitar Hero before. Uh, uh, Nick, um, yeah. I found my curse from Guitar Hero 3. That's what started. That's my favorite Kills with song. I know, right? How good. I can't believe it was a bonus song. Like, I know, right? <laughs> like Rise Against and all of that. Like, that was where I got into Rise Against and Kill Switch Engage was from 
from the bonus section of uh, of Guitar Hero Three. But yeah, that riff in playing that riff even going Guitar Hero. Which one? Made me fall in love with that riff, and then eventually the band, and then you yeah, know, the end of heartache, and, and all of that stuff. As yeah. Well. So, um, did you ever remember that um Paula Troy song that was on that Guitar Hero? That same game. Oh, is that the any whatever it is? Uh, is F- F- C R E P. That's the one. Remix, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've got that. That Four song. Yeah, I was yeah. like, what is Matt? <laughs> yeah, dude, that sounds amazing. Yeah, Guitar um, had some bangers, man. I remember they had System of a Down on there. Yeah, they had um, I was like, I asked my mom to get me a Pepsi. She wouldn't get me a Pepsi like a hell. <laughs> really? I don't remember that. Fucking sorry, I remember that. Oh, Guitar Hero. Uh, well. All right, love it. All right, I'll hit you with question number two. Who is your favorite comedian or comedic actor? <laughs> I'd probably say Jimmy Carr. <laughs> Jimmy no, Carr. Yeah, okay. I don't think we've had any Jimmy Carr. No. I, yeah. I'm a massive sucker for Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I always have since I was a kid. Um, yeah. Been massive sucker for Adam Sandler. Love love his stuff. Very, he, he went through a stage where I was like, I cannot stand you. Yeah. <laughs> well, the one about him making shoes. I was like, what is going on here, man? Uh, the, cobbler. Yeah. the cobbler, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I understand that. I haven't seen that one, but like, I wouldn't bother. I, I don't, yeah, I didn't hear anything good about it. That's probably why I didn't see it. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's some really good ones in there. Like, when you, like, I used to, like, when I was younger, just like love watching Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore. Yeah, Gil- Happy Gilmore yeah. was a classic, bro. Right. Big Daddy and all that sort of stuff. The Water Boy. There was a meme I saw yesterday that was like, Little Nicky. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, fucking good movie. Six to ninety-eight or something like, or ninety-five to ninety-eight, and he releases like. Oh yeah, the, Billy and, Madison, Happy Gilmore, Big Daddy, yeah, uh, Water like, Boy, and he's like, that's like Jordan's. The Jordan. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'll pay that. That was yeah. that was just banger after banger movie as well. Yeah. Like, just couldn't okay. miss. And then unfortunately missed about six times in a row from like 2015. What, what, was it? Was it Click? Was it what was the one where he had that remote where he yeah, went back? I loved yeah. it. I fucking lost my mind. I was yeah, crying so hard. Yeah, I even when I watch Click, even when I watch Click to this day, I fucking cry. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. It was not the two movies that killed me as a kid. Was that like yeah. in terms of like balling my eyes yeah. out? And when he kills the fucking dog in Iron Legend. Oh, two scenes. Yeah, and like, Forrest Gump fucked me up too. I will admit. You know, I've never seen Forrest Gump. Bullshit! You've never no, seen. Forrest you have to watch Forrest. Oh, you have to watch Forrest really? Gump, bro. I've yeah. I've never seen Top Gun. I've never seen Forrest Gump. I've never seen Shawshank Redemption. It's just a bit. I've just. Gotta yeah. see fucking Forrest oh, Gump and Shawshank. They, they, yeah, they're man. Yeah. Scenes, dude. Ah, yeah. Get, get around. Yeah, get around the Gump, bro. They're two of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, me wow. too, man. Okay. Me too. I love Shawshank. I know what I'm doing when I get home. Yeah, yeah. Not that, because I'm pretty tired. Um, <laughs> <laughs> They're both really long movies. Yeah. What, what, what was it? What about... Um, I think we got him. Jimmy Carr. Yeah, Jimmy Carr. Yeah. We've, we've done it. We've done it. Question All right. Three. Question number three. Hit him. Um, have you guys ever meditated before? Yes. Yep. What's your experience with it? Still something you do actively now? Um, when I was having a pretty tough time with my mental health when I was around 22, 23, 24, something was suggested to me by my therapist. Um, and I went, uh, I went with my dad and we'd go to the Buddhist temple around the corner from our house and meditate there with all the Buddhists. That's cool. Uh, It was bad, dude. Like that's cool. Really good. 
Um, I still do it every now and then, but I don't do it as much as I should probably. Um, it's not something that's a part of my life as much as it was then, but I really found it helpful for me in my mindfulness and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, just like, yeah, obviously, I, I don't know if you guys have done it. Obviously, that, that's a question that you, yeah, because you have had as a, much as we should. That's a, that always the answer yeah. question as well. But I yeah. kind of found it like we talk about this on the pod all the time. Like it kind of takes more forms than what I imagined. Yeah, it's like not I, just cross-legged like, sitting. The pod, I yeah. realized, like you know, for me, like I love like playing a bit of games or whatever, and like I've found that that is kind of like my meditation because it allows me like complete calm and complete escape from whatever's going on mm. but i never saw it as that before like and and because i even had exes and that that were like why do you fucking play games or whatever so it kind of like i didn't even use it in the way that i should have been using it and yep. now like for me i'm like that is my meditation like obviously that you know going for walks and stuff as well i find like really meditating like listening to a podcast and like getting that natural like exercise burn from a walk yeah, really yeah it's more of a it's i think a lot of people don't realize it's more of a state of mind than like a exactly like sitting there and um you know yeah so, yeah like yeah. You can, medication meditation comes in like heaps of different forms so yeah, yeah. i don't know really, like, putting like clav's answer what about you? no i i was gonna say like i haven't done anything to the level that nathan has done i am more of just like a i'll like to go away into like my like studio room and just shut off and just like sit back and listen to some music like i'll i'll listen to like lo-fi vaporwave like yeah, just cool. really really chilled out music and that's when i start writing music fuck yeah bro like it's just yeah it's weird to think when i listen back to like the record and hear how angry i am and how sad <laughs> i am and then thinking that i was listening to like lo-fi vaporwave <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> chilled out music and this is what i get out of it yeah. That's killer that it can manifest that way though, man. That yeah, it can... that's, just that's how I've always shut off everything but what's going on in the brain. So you know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's no outside interference at all. That music is allowing you to, to shut off so that you can just be the rest of your mind and the fucking pen and paper. For sure. Like there's been times where I've done it and before I've known like three hours has passed and I was like, geez, I need to get up and start doing things. Like, I've, yeah, I've yeah. been sitting down in yeah, my own little head for like three hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have been sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we hit him with the next question? Yeah, what's, uh, what is one conspiracy that you guys absolutely believe in? Fuck. I don't really know. <laughs> Every question is a stinger. <laughs> I don't know if I really buy into too many conspiracy theory sort of things yeah you think everything's more coincidental yeah i think shit's just random and cooked yeah yeah i don't know like i don't but i don't look into it, that sort of thing so i don't know like yeah there could, there could be ones out there that i'm like yeah fuck yeah you know yeah but you know you think I, aliens exist yeah fuck okay. Okay. <laughs> there is no way that they don't. Yeah, exactly. Like that's right. a conspiracy theory, so there you go. Yeah. Okay, well, like, that's I mean, a conspiracy theory. I 100% buy into it. Okay. I mean, like, you see those photos that that telescope was putting out of all the, like, galaxies and stuff like that. You cannot tell me that we are the only people that exist yeah. in all of that. Like, it's infinite. Like, there's no way. 100%. Yeah. And considering how many different planets are in the Goldilocks zone, like what we are, that are based around 23 degrees centigrade or whatever it is, yeah. there has to be. There has to be. Yeah. 
And those are only the ones we know. Exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah, podcast, and instead of the upside down V, they've got an upside down A, and they're talking about <laughs> their sound, and their favorite songs of all time. Yeah, uh, we know you're out there. We know you're out there. <laughs> all right. Uh, shout out aliens. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we jump back for a second. The upside down, the upside down V. What's the? We, I meant to ask this. What's the story? Yeah. Was that always in the plans, or? No, nah, definitely not. Like when we were in the process of like figuring out band names, we would do the old like search up on Spotify and see like how many um, like band names came up as such. And we did Atlas and there was like only like a small handful. And then so we sort of sat on that for a bit. And then a couple of weeks later was the grand AFL grand final and like got to halftime and this ad came up for a website and um it was about making websites for like music, uh, musicians and bands and stuff. And yeah. it was um like the whole ad it was have, when I find it, I'll have to send it to you. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, when I saw it, I was like, this can't be real. And it was like all these different bands saying like, we are Atlas, like spelt the normal way. And then it was like, there's 136 bands named Atlas. And I sent it to the boys and like, this is a sign. Like, this is a sign. Like, we're going to have to change this. And um, <laughs> we sat down we're like, oh, and I, I don't know who said it, but. Someone had suggested, what if we like inverted the A and made it into a V? And so we typed that in and there was nobody. I'm like, all right, yeah. well, we're taking that. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And it works as well. Like, it's just cool. And it's, you know, it's kind of, we got a few bands out there like Landmarks and that as well that does it. So it's like, you know, it fits the theme of other bands, but it's still your own. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah. I mean, it took us like two years to get over the all like, what's it, Atlavis and all this. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it but took us like, years yeah. to get over that, but yeah. And then it's like you type it in the Google, bro. Exactly. Where the fucking first thing it comes up. Exactly, yeah. and that's and that's what you don't want to be drowning in, like the, a sea of fucking actual atlases. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's that. right. Yeah, you guys are they're just like learn geography. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> learn about the Pacific. <laughs> exactly. So we don't have to compete with anyone else that's trying to. Yeah, that's what you want, bro. That's yeah. What well, you that's want. when we found out, like later down the track, there was an actual atlas band spelled the correct way from Finland, and okay, the only the only way I found that out was because. Their PR company had like tagged a video of them, but tagged us, right? And not them. And I messaged them like, "Yeah, boys, this is the wrong Atlas," and then sent them <laughs> the actual one they should be tagging. And I was just like, "Oh, there you go. I'm glad we didn't go the normal way because yeah. there's one in Finland doing the exact same thing." Yeah, yeah, and man. That and that, well. that would happen way too, way too often. That's like Polaris. They would probably still get inquiries about all-terrain vehicles and fucking... <laughs> and there's, even, yeah, there's some like, weird, like, symphonic, like, violinist or something called Polaris. Is there? And they keep uploading her content <laughs> to the Polaris page. <laughs> so you'll get, like, a notification, like, Polaris released new music, and then you'll open it, and it'll be like... Some sort of shredding the violin, yeah. They'll put a post up about it, like, yes, that's not our new song, and everyone will be like, oh, I thought your sound changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To this... To this day, my first band, Hands of Hope, still gets messages from like people in like Africa and shit, being like, "You guys are charity, like you know." Oh, really? Yeah, like thinking oh, like some sort of like charity. Obviously, there's a charity over there. It's like called Hands of Hope or something. Oh, but like, yeah, we got them for years, man, and still get them. That's crazy, man. Yeah. That's crazy. That's one way to get up, get the algorithm, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. After an African charity, African charity, yeah. Yeah. Name me band UNICEF, <laughs> like. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, all right. We, the next next question. Uh, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? 
the best piece of advice that I was probably ever given was um, the the last words that my uh, other grandfather had said to me before he'd passed away. Um, and it is life is what you make it. And so I, and cause he's Italian. So I ended up getting it tattooed on my ribs in Italian cause we used to speak it a lot when he was alive and then after he passed, we didn't really speak it much anymore, but yeah, it always stuck with me. And I, that's why I'm a big thing of like, you get out what you put in. So like, fuck yeah, if I, if I want to make my life like this way, I need to put in the effort. Like it's not going to fall in my lap Absolutely. and I don't want to finish it knowing that I didn't give it all. So that's, you know, that was like that, that, that definitely took on for me. I like that. You're smashing these guessions out of the park, dude. You're just like, right no here. shit. Coffee's over yeah. here. Just like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I did some like thinking about this. So I wanted okay. to come in prepared. Yeah, yeah fuck yeah, well, man. man. Fuck you, yeah. You're, you're, on, you're on an A at the moment. <laughs> I know the questions <laughs> too, because I listen to the podcast. And I still haven't prepared myself. I'm just, <laughs> I guess I'm just that kind of person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're on the fly. <laughs> Every question is brand new. Like. Yeah. <laughs> all um, right. Is there is there any more before the actual big stinger? Yeah, there is one more, but he hasn't. Okay. Even given yeah, no. I was, I was, I, I was just, I've completely forgotten now. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, it's it's hard, I guess. Um. It's probably like a way too big of a topic to like go into, but like, I, um, I'm, I'm like donor conceived. So like my dad's sperm isn't like the sperm that like conceived me. Like we had to have a donor sperm. Yeah. And um, the only thing I knew about like my biological dad was just like this one sheet of paper, and um, on that he put like it was like any quote you want to put. Um, and it was, uh, man cannot discover new oceans if he doesn't have the sight. It doesn't have the courage to lose sight of the shore. Wow. And I sort of, yeah. I found that one, like I found out about all that sort of stuff when I was like 13. Uh, my parents told me, sat me down and told me, and you know, obviously showed me the sheet of paper that has like all the stuff on it. Um, you know, his height and all that sort of stuff. And then his quote that he wanted to give me. That's crazy, and, dude. Um, yeah, it's a huge thing. Sorry, Nick. It's a huge, it's a huge thing. And the, that story has developed heaps since then. Um, you yeah. know, I've I've gone on to actually meet him. Wow, um, how'd that go? That. Yeah, it went really well. Um, I can link you guys afterwards. Channel Seven did like a story on it and stuff. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, do it. So it was sort of like a they changed the laws here, like retroactively, so it's not anonymous anymore. Okay. Um, and like if both parties can consent to like meeting or like, you know, getting in contact, they can. Okay. Um, that only happened a few years ago, but like, yeah, I can, I can link you guys afterwards. Yeah. And, um, and, and how did you find that man? Did, did, did it give you some kind of some answers that you maybe were searching for or? Yeah, definitely. Um, like even like, I, I definitely like took those words into like account with like, even, you know, I had a choice of being like, do I want to open myself up to contact from these kind of people, these, whoever this is, you know? Yeah. And I was, it's like, you can't, you, you know, you can't open yourself self up to new experiences if you just don't have the courage to do that sort of thing. And, you know, really embodies as well, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, yeah. Ken's an awesome bloke and, you know, uh, he's actually, he lives in, in Adelaide. Oh, there you go. And were the parents yeah. supportive as well? Yeah, hundred percent. 
hundred percent. That's, so That's cool. good, man. That's yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah. It was, yeah, long-winded answer to that question because I had to explain. No, nah, that's cool, man. That's cool. But, um, fuck with that. Yeah, it's it's yeah, that it definitely had a big impact on my life. That quote, I think, because it was sort of like, yeah, just from this man, I never was never supposed to meet. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then I did end up meeting him eventually because you know, of pretty much like not because of those words, but like definitely had an impact on how I lived my life and stuff. So. Started it out despite it being called wormholes, as we say, <laughs> named after the 
volume song, but it was never going to be what it started to become recently, which Mm. is having these conversations with legends like yourself. Um, But which is kind of taken that way because of how passionate we are about music. After we did those first couple of episodes with with Sayran and and Patient 67, we were like, fuck, that was a lot of fun getting to learn about the people. Um, And, you know, we say this every time, but like, you know, uh, now when I eventually get to see you guys again, it just adds another level to me loving you guys, you know, unless you came on today and you were both assholes or whatever, but you've you've been absolutely (laughs) awesome and we appreciate it so much. But now I'm even more keen because I want to come to the show. I want to meet you guys in person. Yeah. You know, we're going to hang out with Tom from Patient 67 next week when those guys come down. So it just adds this whole other level to the thing that we are already so passionate about. Yeah. Um, And the stories, bro. Yeah. And like all the fucking stories, like it's not just about hardcore or music or whatever it may be. Like, you know, even though the initial platform is all right, you know, let's get bands on and talk about it. It ends up we end up talking about all these other crazy bits and pieces, yeah. and you know, and it, it's 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 something special, man. It kind really... of comes back to the unify thing. Like again, the 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 people that are drawn to this music. Yeah, as such, you know, much more deeper, intricate, yeah, loving human beings. And Less I think fuck that, bags. That's what shines through in these conversations that we're having, man, is just like, I don't know, like you know, we're just the it's the it's, best that society's got, really. I think that's what I'm trying to get at. It's um, the lack of ego, bro. It's the lack of ego. Yeah, mm. I think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's one of my favorite things about like heavy music and just music in general is. I love music and stuff, but the people you get to meet through being a part of music is the best. Like, yeah, I'd say nine, 99% of my friends I've made through music. Yeah. You know, like, I don't have any friends. From, I didn't have friends at school or anything. You know, I was just that one weird kid that listened to music, and then I went out and, you know, found like-minded people. That, and so many people in this scene are just have that like you know open like-minded you know attitude um yeah man that i have and you know i'm very grateful for that yeah it's so relatable yeah man exactly yeah show that he was here recently you know there was people i hadn't seen for two years because i've just got this like network of people that i've ever only ever seen at shows yeah they're just people that i've probably some of them i don't even know their name or whatever it's just like i've seen them at shows for so many years and that was the first big show to come to adelaide since the the pandemic and we're all just there again yeah you know what i mean like like yeah. clockwork um and so it's just such an amazing thing and you're just like yeah what's been going on and they're like oh you know pandemic things it's just yeah like, but it's you just can guarantee that these people are going to be here and so then you get excited about going to a show because you know that's going to happen as well you're like oh, i can't wait to catch up with my show mate whose name I don't yeah, know. yeah 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 mm. All right, we're, we're approaching an hour and a half, boys, and it's been an amazing, amazing chat so far. But do you want to hit them with the final, the final question? The, the, the roundhouse kick of questions. Now, one of you has been doing your homework, so you should be, you should come. Uh, I hope you've got an essay yeah. to answer to, to this one. Um, so we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna make coffee take this. Um, we're gonna take, uh, make him take this one first. Would you rather fight a horse-sized duck or a hundred? duck-sized horses i'm getting good at delivering. you are getting good <laughs> yeah i still get a jumbled bro i can't i can't fucking do it 
is okay so the specification is is it a particular like size of duck like the species of duck like or is it just like an, an average size duck just your stock it's standard average duck that's the size of a of a general horse general duck general horse just your general stock. brown duck with an orange bill i reckon i could take on 100 duck sized horses because i have pretty big feet and i just stomp them all yeah. <laughs> um a fucking horse-sized duck would be fucking nightmarish. Yeah, yeah, it scares the fuck out of me too. What about you, Nick? So my question is: with the hundred duck-sized um, horses, are they just coming all at me at once? Or fuck yeah, they are. Like, or like waves? Are we going like yeah? No, nah, no waves, baby. They're coming straight at you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, I'll take on the hundred duck-sized horses for sure. <laughs> I'm just going. Was, you were like, you like set yourself up to be like, oh no, if they're all coming at once, man. Yeah. They're coming in waves. Do I like, go full like anger just at once, or have I got to like take my time with it? I'm like, all right, I've gone to the first one, right? <laughs> when's the next one coming? You're like, oh, I got work to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The way the way I look at it is 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 think about how scared people are of just one duck, duck sized mm. duck, right? And you think about horses, right? They're a lot more, they're a lot more, you know, full like, on than a duck. Duck-sized horses still have the same strength as a horse-sized horse. That's where we, we've, we've had arguments before because I said the, the, the muscle density of a horse is a lot more than a duck. Right. So these little horses would probably be a lot heavier than your stock standard duck. Man, this question can go so deep. Yeah, you yeah, can, it's kind of. Become, it's its own philosophy. Right? It is. <laughs> Didn't we have this conversation at the weekend at band practice? I think so, yes. Fuck, we did. <laughs> and we still didn't come to fucking properly. <laughs> yeah. We've, we, like, we're starting to get around, like, I don't know, you probably say 55 your way, uh, 45 your my way. way. The, yeah. Because, like, I, I, I would rather take on the one duck, because I, like, the, the, the big duck, because I'm not too worried about it. Just knock him down, game over. But when, but when you're facing, you know, 100, you got to think it's not one, it's not 10, it's not 20, it's not 50. It's a hundred. Here's a good counter argument. I've just I don't know how big his fucking bill is. Yeah, right. It would be a big you'd deal, to, but yeah, you know. you'd have to get that. You have to be so lucky to get it. Otherwise, if you didn't, it's game over. Yeah, but it's not like he's got teeth. You know, like he's... Say, you were talking about oh, the, the thing. We all know a fact of the smaller the horse, the like cuter and like less threatening it gets, right? Have you been kicked by a fucking Shetland pony before? No, but I'm sure yes. I'll still be like, <laughs> yeah, I have, yeah. I grew up on a farm, so yes, I have. How, how was, what was, the, what was it? Was oh, it dude, it sucked. Oh, no, it wasn't cute. Its name was Nibbles. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Nibbles, like, Nibbles oh, fucked oh, yeah, you up. It was. Uh, I turned my back for one second and he's like, I've got you now. Oh, <laughs> one horse-sized duck or a hundred nibbles? I left the game over, it's a hundred nibbles. <laughs> well, Legends, thank you yeah, uh, thanks, boys. so, so much. We really appreciate it. It's been, uh, as I said, an hour and a half flies when, you, when you're having this much fun. Um, we uh yeah we really appreciate you taking the time again you know we're not we're not the biggest pot in the world yet one day we'll be there but you know you guys giving us your time to go through your stories and and getting pretty deep with it as well man you know telling us some, some pretty uh personal shit we really um we really love it so all the best for you guys i'm shattered i'm not going to be catching you guys but um when you're back in adelaide again i'll definitely be uh ready to be down my, there take my spot on that keyboard on the stage with my <laughs> oh fuck yeah don't plug it in don't I'm plug not, it in nah I'm don't plug it in there. As a, as all in the back end. And uh, <laughs> the videos that will come out 
will come out better. Red hot, red hot. <laughs> and if you're listening now, make sure you go and check out Atlas. Go and have a listen to their latest EP. Go and check out the, all their music videos on YouTube. If, you, if you're into your heavy stuff like a lot of our listeners are, you're going to love it, you know, guaranteed. Do yourself a massive favour. And, uh, yeah, is there anything else you guys want to shout out? Any uh, solo projects or OnlyFans or anything that you guys, any feet picks you want to get out there before we wrap it up? Um, just want to quickly shout out the hopefully this comes out before we go on tour maybe i don't know yeah but uh we have a tour coming up australian tour with dissect that we've put together 100 percent ourselves fuck um, yeah dude yeah we're hitting up marucci doors like sunny coast um brisbane newcastle uh adelaide melbourne and perth so awesome what day does that start uh that starts next week we start on the 25th of august in marucci door 26th of August, Brisbane, 27th of August in Newcastle. And then we hit up Adelaide on the 2nd of September, go back to Melbourne, 3rd of September, and then over to Perth on the 10th. 9th. Love it. Love it. We'll, ha- we'll have that. We'll have this episode out by then, boys. So, yeah, absolutely. Yes. We would love to see some people down there. And yeah. Come up and say hi. Hell yeah, man. All right, boys. Um, did Clubs have anything else to add? Oh, yeah. Did he have anything uh, if, to add? If, if anything, all I just want to say is to thank you to anyone who's taken the time to listen to our music, watch our videos, like anything. Like, um, for anyone that, like, takes the time out of their day to listen to me, you've got all the time in the world for me. Like, I'll give you anything. Like, it's super appreciated because, like, yeah, the amount of work we put in, you know, financially, physically, emotionally, and everything like that. So, so someone to take the 10 seconds, even if it is, to sound music is super appreciated. So that's all I wanted to say was just thank you to everyone. Awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah, no, so love it. A shout out, shout out to you guys for um, putting in the yeah, work. Yeah, boys. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, thanks, guys. Yeah, no, we've, we've, we've loved the chat. It's been, it's been a great time with you, with you boys. And um, we can't wait to have you again on in the future. And we'll yeah. like uh, go around. Hold gang on next time. We'll get you all like a Backstreet Boys like piled into one one uh, <laughs> into one, <laughs> one one webcam. Into one webcam. Just just rotate the mic. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks. Boys. Love it. All right. Hell yeah.
Perfect time.